You're listening to season four of Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast. I'm Kimberly Evans, and I'm so happy you are here. After planning events and working in the marketing industry with so many incredible clients and entrepreneurs for almost 20 years, along with personally experiencing hardship in life and business, I've discovered how powerful our mindset and purpose is in creating a life of joy and celebration while having a whole lot of fun along the way. Join me with a coffee or cocktail as I connect with inspiring leaders, entrepreneurs, tastemakers, and extraordinary people as they share their journey in life and business and how they are striving to live a life of purpose. Your fears and beliefs in yourself will be transformed as you work towards creating the best version of yourself from the inside out. You're in good company. Cheers to celebrating simple life. Today on Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, I'm talking with Amanda Parrott. Amanda is a speaker, entrepreneur, coach, and founder of Ground and Goodness, a women's empowerment platform. Amanda shows women how to listen to their voices, access their innate wisdom, and step into leadership in all areas of their lives. Having journeyed from a career in corporate to entrepreneurship, Amanda is passionate about activating women's success because she had to learn how to move from victim to victor in her own life beloved by her clients and audience members for her soulful questions, deep listening, and genuine championship of other women, Amanda knows how to meet women exactly where they are and shows them how to shed their fear of being too much or not enough. The best-selling author of 47 Days, A Journey Back Home, Amanda writes regularly in the areas of self-development, leadership, and speaking. Tune in as we chat all about speaking your truth and showing up just as you are. Welcome to the show, Amanda. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. I'm trying to contain my excitement. I am so excited. This is going to be so great. Um, Your energy is contagious. Even though we cannot be doing this face-to-face in person and we are remote recording this episode, I am just, I can feel it. I can feel you. So this is going to be a wonderful show today. And I, it's hilarious that you say my energy is contagious. It's because your energy is also contagious. Like your laugh. I said this when we were chatting before, but like your laugh is so contagious. Please never stop laughing. Do you want to know what's so funny? Okay. I'm going to share like a super vulnerable story before we kick off. Cause I want to hear all about you, but my laugh has been like a point of contention slash gift in my own state of mind for my whole entire life is the one of those things where I've always had a loud laugh. Like, I feel like, yeah, sure. You can hear when people are like fake laughing and they're just laughing super loud. You hear kids do it sometimes too. Like sometimes my girls will be laughing. I'm like, "Mm, okay, that feels a little forced, but (laughs) whatever you're feeling it. That's good. (laughs) You know, but it's always been my laugh. I've never felt like I'm forced laughing. It's just the volume of my voice is generally loud. My laugh is even louder because then you're really letting loose and had growing up occasions where people would be like, Oh, like tone it, tone it down, Kim, you're being a bit loud. And there was like fire inside my being from, I remember being young and this happening and just the feeling of, it was as if somebody was looking me like square in the face and like shushing me you know, Mm -hmm. and not in a like respectful way. And not that I can't take criticism. Like if something's going on, I am more than happy to be like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Sorry. Cause there have been situations where I've been like too loud in a situation that it didn't call for. Sorry. 
tone it down, step it back. But that feeling was always this like, oh, am I too loud? Is, am I too much? Is this too loud for everybody? Is this annoying? Like, and I remember and being younger when you sort of haven't come into your own yet, thinking that all through and going then through my early adult life to now where there are still moments where something will happen where I'm like, oh, was that too loud? And like podcasting has almost been one of these like open doors where I'm like, you know what? Here I am. If you don't like how this sounds in my laugh, you get to have the beautiful choice to just turn it off. You don't need to listen to me. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. But it's like, true. it's so true as like, as we're younger, right? We, we internalize that. Like, oh, it must be something with us. But now we'd be like, screw you guys. That, that's right. Me. It is what it is. And you know what, more than not, what's been so funny, actually, especially during COVID, when I haven't been able to be in person with people and have those regular conversations in person, like lots of texts, lots of messages, but not things where you're actually hearing the other person's voice necessarily people that you just don't see all the time. And Mm. people that are listeners of my podcast will message me and be like, I needed to hear your laugh today. I'm just (laughs) tuning into an episode. I'm like, oh, you have no idea actually how amazing that makes me feel. I'll just do a whole episode of laughs if that's all you want. (laughs) (laughs) What would you, what would you call that episode? Oh, that's a good question. To be to be determined. Come stay <laughs> tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> I was like, you would call it to be determined? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So my friend, I want to hear all about your background. For my listeners who have not had the pleasure of hearing about you or your story, I would love for you to jump back from a time before grounded goodness had appeared in our world and what led you to the place. And I know even as you started it to where you are now, years later, you've evolved and things have changed and that sort of thing. But what led you from where you were to starting this amazing platform, generally based around goodness and kindness and just being decent human beings? (laughs) Right? You like encapsulated that very nicely. I should pay you to like <laughs> go tell people. That. <laughs> well, we'll you. talk offline about how we can collaborate. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. So I, it's, it's hilarious because when I was growing up, I was so shy. I was so, so incredibly shy. And it feels like from when I went to university till now has been this uncovering of the real Amanda. So the first 20 years of my life were very much fitting in, stay quiet be the good girl, like that kind of stuff. And then from, from my twenties university till now, how old am I? 37. (laughs) Um, It's been this uncovering. So I went to university. I got my bachelor of science in geology at the U of S. I went to Calgary and moved there. I was in the corporate world in oil and gas for seven years. And while I loved it, I loved the people. It was the people that really that that made that city for me. I didn't like the work. It was very masculine. It was very, um, it just work hard. And I was, I was rewarded for just for working hard. Mm. And, and that was fine. That's how I was raised. Um, But I reached this point where this like rage built in, <laughs> built up. <laughs> I was like, I'm so tired of being the quiet, good girl. 
And um, then in 2012, I moved back to my hometown of St. Brew, Saskatchewan, which is actually where I live now. I love it. And, and I joined my mom at her printing company, which is called First Choice Graphics, and we're still co-owners. And it's funny, I was thinking about my life story. I was like, if I could say it like succinctly in a very, you know, good way um, on your podcast, there was a story that happened when I was leaving Calgary, when I was telling all my coworkers that I was moving back to my hometown to, to join my mom at her business. And this coworker said to me, she said, oh, you know, good for you. You're, you're moving into like the simple life. And I was so offended. <laughs> I was so offended. I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, like the simple life, like you're slowing down, you know, you're getting back to your roots. And I was like, I don't know why I was so offended, but looking back, I'm like, I was offended because yes, while I'm getting back to my roots, life has not slowed down. <laughs> it has sped up. It's more full now than it ever was. Um, and it, it, so I, it's like I defend like small towns because it's I'm like, that's not how it actually is, right? It's to me, living in a small town gives me space for creativity, mm. for following my passions, not having to um, keep up with my neighbors. Like, and so there's that freedom to it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, in 2015, I started Grounded Guinness because I had the freedom, the creativity flowed in the, the three years that I was from 2012 to 2015. And then I started Grounded Guinness. And so I have two companies that I'm running and it's, it's a challenge. <laughs> it's a challenge. Like I was going to say something like, it's amazing, but no, it's, it's a challenge. <laughs> uh, we only say it real here. So that is great <laughs> that you said that because so what would you say, like, as you moved back and I, I feel like I'm like relating as you're talking about this, because in 2014, we moved from Saskatoon to Moose Jaw and that felt like our downsized simple living, which is actually, we're celebrating simple life. My title name came to be was because of that whole entire process, which is a whole story (laughs) unto itself. But I understand what you're saying in that. And I mean, yeah, like you don't want somebody in like, you've been living this corporate life, you've been living in the big city, doing the things, whatever that, yeah, (laughs) people were questioning us, even just the Saskatoon to Moose Jaw move, like, "Hmm, really? Like, what's this all about? You know, but I feel like there's so much growth that happens in making big changes. And for some people, moving is a gigantic change. And for some people, it's like, oh, well, whatever, we move all the time. It's no big deal. So it's all your own like bar as to what you're measuring change on. Mm -hmm. But what would you say in the season of making the decision to move back to the couple of years of being in the business again, like in your own world with your, with your mom's business and your business before starting grounded goodness, how, how was the thought process in your mind to feeling like what shifted in you to feel like you wanted something more or something added on to what you were already doing with owning your own business. Cause obviously what you're talking about with your printing business and all of that is a very creativity and stuff, but very different type of business than starting the grounded goodness. So it's a few different hats. Yeah, it definitely, I, uh, it's hilarious. Cause as you, as you asked that question, the word that came to my, to my heart and my gut is I'm always, I'm always seeking mm. and 
I, I feel like you can probably relate to that. <laughs> like always dreaming, always looking for more. And I know when I like a couple years into being with my mom and her printing company, I felt this immense guilt because I was like, I made this big life change, this 180 in terms of career, in terms of life, everything. I should be happy, but I wasn't. I wasn't quite satisfied. And it was at that time that I really started to dive into self-development, uh, energy work, like body talk and access consciousness work and all these different modalities where I kind of uncovered a lot of the layers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm actually a lot more, my work, my purpose here is a lot more feminine than I've ever anticipated. And a lot more, and like not, I don't want to say healer because that just seems like boring to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, a lot more feminine. And so up until that point, I had made all these changes to like to chase the happiness. And I knew that if I didn't create something for me that was more feminine, mm-hmm. that I would drown in that that small business. So now I have the good balance between the feminine masculine businesses and um, it works really well for me right now, but yeah. Wow. So when you started dreaming up the idea of what you saw grounded goodness doing for yourself, as well as the community that you were hoping to grow from it, which you have successfully done, but at the time you don't know this when you're starting something new, that's the leap of faith that all of us choose to take when we decide to be business owners, um, as to who's going to jump on board, um, and be a part of this with us. And how did that come about for you? Like what all of a sudden from one day to the next was like, okay, yep. And this is what it's going to (laughs) be. Yeah. You know, I I woke up one morning, Kimberly, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Like I did wake hey, up. You but. know what? From entrepreneurial mind and creative spirit to one to another, <laughs> those crazy things do happen. But more often than not, it's a long, painful paper cutting process that gets you to this moment. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's like you have like this light bulb moment. You're like, okay. But then it's like the evolution of what that actually looks like. Mm-hmm. And it takes the time and the layers and the clarification. So um, Grana Guinness actually started as this our mission was to spread goodness. And even like, I, I go back and I'm like, it was so vague that I had no clue what it was. Like, what the hell does that mean? Spread goodness, right? It's like, I just knew it was like positivity. But we started with decals, like little stickers, uh, which we actually still have. I have like on my water bottle, but- um, Probably was a great fit with your business. Exactly. Yeah. Like, how do I transition? How do I honor my mom's company or what we currently do really well and, and evolve into this company where that's more self-development- geared right and so we started with the jekylls we went into t-shirts and we went into events which you can you know (laughs) totally people um and then it's just really evolved into this this completely different but also very similar platform i didn't realize that in the beginning grounded goodness was a platform for me to Mm -hmm. share my voice online i had no clue that's what it was like looking back it's so clear Uh, But five, five and a half years in, now I'm like, oh, oh, Amanda. (laughs) No. You shouldn't have. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I love it. So when you launched this, so you launched this and you just slowly started building this community. And I feel like I want to dig into this piece a little bit because I feel like this is a common issue amongst 
creative business owners, when you have an idea of some sort, but I know a lot of us, I'll I'll put women in a category here, like to have things all figured out before we get started. (laughs) And that can sometimes like hold us back from actually just like jumping off and doing stuff. And I know that that's like a question I get asked a lot is just how, when you have an idea to do something, even if it feels vague, like what you're describing where you're like, okay, like I feel like this is making sense in my head, but then actually putting it on paper or seeing it out loud to another human being is like, Oh yeah, this is like really vague. I don't actually know, but it's all making sense in my head. I've had so many of those thoughts in my life, but how did you then like, what was the process I guess of actually digging into that and saying, okay, like decals you made the choice this is the way that you're going what was your process then from there how did you start actually putting that out there in a way that people would start to recognize that this is something new that you are trying to grow you ask like the the most difficult questions sometimes (laughs) (laughs) I want to dig into it I feel like like I said there's so much I had this great idea. And then all of a sudden here was this community and everyone just appeared. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's what we see a lot on social media and different places where there's the whole hard middle stuff that feels confusing, but most people are scared to ask the questions because they don't want to sound like an idiot who doesn't know the answers that everyone else on earth must know. know (laughs) Am I the only one? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for clarifying that. I love that. Okay. That's freaking brilliant question. Um, yeah. So what, what I did and sorry, I haven't actually thought about this, but let me just like close my eyes here and just think for a second. It was trial and error. It was trial and error. And it was day to day. It was like, you know how this pandemic is forcing us to live like day to day and, you know, get really present or some shit like that. (laughs) For those of us who living in the present moment isn't what comes naturally first, it's painful. <laughs> okay. Painful. I know I should be then, but oh my gosh, it's really difficult. <laughs> um, but I just took it day by day and I really focused on the things that gave me energy, that lit me up, that brought me that joy. Mm-hmm. And so because I'm naturally creative and I love drawing, I focused on drawing the decals, like in our, in our design program, I just like drew out the decals and I did things that made me happy. Mm. I was like, well, if, if I like this, other people will like this. Right. Which is like the most backwards business advice ever. <laughs> but I think, I think there, there's a bit of truth to that. Right. When you, it's like when you're, when you're pulled forward, like I was pulled forward that's the other piece of it uh, that I knew that I had to make these decals. I didn't know what the hell that looked like or how I would market those or how I would get them out to the, to the people. Um, but I really took it day by day and I focused on the thing that I could control. Mm. So oftentimes it was that design. Okay. Today I can tackle the design. What else like, do I actually practically need to get this out photos? Okay. How do I do that? <laughs> Totally. And like literally breaking it down. Cause I think that's the part where a lot of us get hung up is it feels like such a big roadmap. And when you don't have full clarity on how it's going to look in the end, all of these things are coming at you and pieces are flying through your head. And what about this? What about this? What about this? And then you spend like little increments of time doing lots of little things that don't really lead up to 
anything happening. And then you feel frustrated because you've spent a lot of time that you probably don't have in the first place that you were maybe supposed to be doing something else. Right. I feel like, okay, if you're listening right now, this is like exactly what happens. This is exactly what happens. And then you get back to ground zero or you get to the end of the night and you're like, um, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> like there, <laughs> I had all of these things that I really probably should have been tackling today, but these dreams are in my head and I can't make them stop. How do we move exactly. forward from here? Yeah. That's exactly it. And I think one of the things that the biggest things that I've had to learn in business over the last, well, with, with first choice graphics and then ground to goodness is being gentle with myself, mm. which is really annoying. <laughs> it's so, so hard. Right. So like, hard. I should know, I should know how to do this. I should like, but I, I, we don't, we don't know. We're all so clueless. But and we-, we are always only comparing what we are or are not doing to the little snippets that we're seeing everybody else doing. Yes, exactly. We are not comparing our wild snippets to someone else's wild snippets. It's never an even playing field. I think like this, I mean, I am interested to hear feedback on this when we chat about this on Instagram, because- <laughs> That to me is the issue. We're well, we like, should, we should start an Instagram. Brainwave. We should start an Instagram account. It's like the like the real, real behind the scenes of like the screwed up graphic design. Like the first twenty attempts, yeah, right? Like, I have like I have the first six hundred posts ready to go for that new account, <laughs> locked and loaded. I can just upload them all tonight. <laughs> And I just laughed really loudly there. And I was like, oh my God, is my laugh too loud? Oh no, and now Siri is thinking that I'm not. It's not too loud, you know? So. I'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to let you in on something really special. Just like you, I value my health and am so grateful for the team at Holistic Physiotherapy and Wellness right here in Saskatoon. Not only do they have an incredible clinic, but also offer telehealth virtual appointment options for anyone across Saskatchewan. I have had virtual physio and naturopathic appointments in these last few months, and they have been game changers for me, all from the comfort of my own home. And right now they are offering 10% off any Pilates package and subscription in person and online with unlimited use from right now in January until the end of March. And as a listener of Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, you can also receive $10 off any of their core health services in person or virtual telehealth. They have naturopathic medicine, chiropractic, physiotherapy, pelvic floor physiotherapy, massage therapy, yoga therapy. Book online today at holisticphysiowellness.ca and use the code CELEBRATE10, or you can call the clinic at 306-373-0060 because this is your year to take care of you and feel your best. You're totally right. Like we're always, we're just, I mean, in this quote, I feel like it's sort of overused, like don't compare your start to somebody else's middle or finish, but it's true. Like it's so easy to look and like literally could be on social media for like, three swipes and be like, Oh, I'm a failure. My life sucks. I've calculated it. Kimberly, it takes me about 7.2 minutes before I feel like shit about myself. (laughs) And it takes a whole heck of a lot longer to feel really great. Like it takes moments to feel like garbage and 
all day week month to be like, wow, I'm awesome. You know, I know I, this is like so very true. And I hope that this is resonating with listeners because this stuff has to be talked about. Like I, I feel like in the career that I have been in, in my life in event planning and marketing and all the things it's like a constant state and in printing with what you're talking about. I also do graphic design for certain types of things. I don't do printing and stuff, but the design piece of it, there is no room for error. These are all (laughs) careers. Perfection is a must. You cannot have this design be wrong. You cannot have this spelling mistake. You cannot type that wrong. It can't only be part of a design. It has to be all of it. You know, it's like, (laughs) so we picked the wrong careers. I guess that's where we're heading here. Just keep going. Wanting to close up shop like me. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. And it's so, okay. So as you're, I'm like, I love you. It's too soon to say that, but like, <laughs> so yeah, okay. I look at your, I look at your Instagram and I'm like, oh my gosh, she has joy nailed down. <laughs> and I'm going to start sharing more, not joy on my stories. Oh, really? Just, just for you. No. <laughs> Cause I don't feel joyful all the time, but it's like a roller coaster, you know, I, that's not true. I'm going to retract that. I do feel joy all of the time, but I'm not happy all of the time. Okay. Can you explain the difference? That is the difference. (laughs) I have made this my life mantra from a couple of years ago. Now this concept was brought to me. I can't think of the reference as to where I got this from. I was reading something And I think it might've been Brene Brown, not sure, but it was the concept of that joy and happiness are two very separate feelings. And the way that I understood it as it pertained to what was being described and how I absorbed it to myself was that joy is a lifestyle and happiness is a feeling. Mm -hmm. And you can have joy and anger at the same time you can be joyful and be really frustrated and you can be joyful and really happy and excited those things can all coexist it doesn't need to be one or the other but it's finding the joy in the good and the bad and the hard times not just thinking that I can only actually be joyful and like grateful for my life Mm -hmm. when I'm also happy and everything's going well and the second something hits the fan and which is about 150 times a day, there's no way to get around it, right? Like, it's not like you're in this constant state, even on the best of days, something is bound to happen, even if it's super teeny tiny, it doesn't have to be something catastrophic, that is going to set the tone for it to be like, oh, like, I am frustrated, this bothered me, this person is annoying me, that guy just cut me off, this person is saying this, and like, not listening to me, I don't feel understood, you know, like, it's always something. And if that were the case, that we're going to be the determining factor as to whether or not I felt joyful or not, that would be a big zero on the joy side. If that was what it was related to always being happy, you yes. know, visual of like a sports, like two sports teams, like joy and happiness joy and and in the shit out of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but yeah. And so that's sort of what I've adopted as my thought process. And just because I'm sharing things that are joyful 
doesn't mean that there's also hurt and hard things happening on the other end. Those things are just a little harder to capture sometimes and not always crossing my mind to capture them when they're happening because I'm pissed. (laughs) You're in it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like this. Well, this would look great on Instagram. Yeah, this would look great. Let me just go grab my phone. Oh wait, I might <laughs> smash it because I'm so angry right now. You know, like that's not okay. really a part of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so once you kicked this off with the decals and things started moving, and you day by day were figuring things out and getting to understand even for yourself better what this all meant for you, how did it evolve to the place where? You were prompted to road trip around the province of Saskatchewan and spread goodness around and turn it into like a road trip live event, Saskatchewan style. Isn't that what everybody does? (laughs) (laughs) I will say you are the only human I have ever heard in Saskatchewan. Maybe this happened other places. We'll just use our own local province for this one. Um, that has done that. And I mean, obviously not new information to like have live events. All of us are forgetting the fact that someday we might actually get to get together again. This will happen, but you did this years prior to the pandemic. Um, and what prompted the idea that this was the next step for you, that you needed to just get out there and go on a live tour. Yeah. So uh, so we had gone from decals to apparel to events. So I had hosted like two or three live events, um, like in Melfort, Saskatchewan. And so b- before this road trip, I had done that. So I had kind of had a few events under my belt and then I got divorced. <laughs> so, uh, so there's, there's this huge life change for me, this huge moment where I woke that time. I like, well, no, it was, it took a while, but I woke up one Saturday morning and my husband, my husband was already awake and there was coffee, the smell of coffee. And I woke up and it was this realization. I was like, I'm so miserable. I should be so happy. I have all of the check boxes ticked off, but I am miserable. And I, I had this realization that if I don't get out of my marriage, I am going to drown. I'm going to drown. And so I went through, so this is, this is tied to grounded goodness. This is not just. (laughs) Hey, I'm game for any story here. (laughs) I love it. What you wish for. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I was going through this huge transformation and um, he, he left. He didn't leave me. I actually initiated the divorce, but he left in June of 2017. I took a year to, to really, uh, really, I was gonna say heal myself, but no, I just sat on my ass and watched Netflix all winter. <laughs> but um, that was, that's a form of healing. Anyway, and then in that winter, I had this light bulb moment where I was like, I need to go find other people like me because I'm one of five girls. I am the first one to get divorced. And just to clarify, I don't see any of them getting divorced anytime soon, <laughs> but I'm the first one to get divorced. I felt so alone. I was divorced, no kids in a, in a town of 600 people. And I felt weird. And so I was like, you know what? I need to hit the road. I need to find people like me. And I did. So the summer of 2018 was magical and the most difficult summer ever. But it was, it was very, very cool in terms of the connection, 
vulnerability, healing, as cliched as that sounds, um, that I've ever experienced. So how did you decide to plan this out? What was the, was it just the contacts that you already had and people that you knew in different places around Saskatchewan that sort of planted the seed of, Hey, this is going to be one of my stops. How do we get this going? So it was essentially like you're planning like little mini events in all of the places that you are stopping in. Yeah. Uh, it was a challenge because up until that point, I strongly believed that I could do everything on my own. <laughs> the business owner. It's a curse. I only can say it because I'm with you. It's like maybe like like a control thing, right? (laughs) So I was like, oh, so we had 15 events in that summer. And so I'd say like most of them, 12, 13 of them, I did not know the women that hosted the events. I reached out um, mostly on Instagram, actually. And I was like, I love what you're doing. I, I see that you're like a local leader. Would, would you be interested in hosting me for this, for this road trip? And the majority of, of the responses I got were incredible and kind and generous. And yeah, like, yes, come, come talk, like share your story. And, uh, but then I also invited local panel, panel speakers to join too. So I invited two, three, four women to, to join the local women um, at each event too, to, to really share their stories as well. So yeah, it was like looking back, I'm like that was pretty courageous. I was gonna say ballsy, but like not more courageous. <laughs> yeah, it is because not only are you putting yourself out there and and tapping a shoulder, a, a digital shoulder of a stranger, essentially, you're also like, oh, and hey, by the way, we're all gonna share our stories. We're just gonna go there. We're <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to come in there with my confetti cannons and my story and just <laughs> give me your deepest, darkest secret, please. Yeah, totally. Just, <laughs> just open up. It's a safe place here. <laughs> totally. But you know what? I think that shows the power of how much that is needed. And I think that that is needed equally right now as it was in 2018 during your road trip. I think people and especially women Um, I mean, I think men too, but this is something that we're working on with our men to share their stories. Um, so I don't want to just lump this into women, but it is our natural tendency as women to want to talk and share our stories for the most part, when you know, you're in a safe place. I feel like that we're all different personalities. And for some people sharing is not a comfortable thing, but I feel like nine times out of 10, that comes from a place of fear where there has been a sharing in the past that maybe hasn't gone well in a safe environment. And then you're held up to share again versus feeling like, Oh, I'm just not the, I'm an introvert. I'm not the personality that shares out loud. Sometimes that is the case, even if they are like in a situation that they might want to share. But most times I think it comes from fear. And I think if we can be those safe environments more often, which is easier said than done, obviously, because you did it in a completely stranger style environment where it wasn't like you had 90% of the crowd were your peeps from that town and a few people walked in, right? There was a few women that like showed up. They're like, what is going on? But they still showed up. It was mysterious. They had yeah. to check it out. What is this? Who is this lady? But back to your point, I just want to touch on that or dive a bit more into that about that being burned, mm. being burned like historically, right? I think a lot of our, as women are in our 
female relationships, a lot of that stems from when we're kids or teenagers, right? And we just got burnt uh, where we learned it wasn't safe to share. And it's part, part of the reason that I do what I do especially now and bringing them together is I, I fully understand that now. I didn't fully understand that during that road trip, but now I do um, is acknowledging that simply acknowledging. Yeah. Shit. Like we've all, we've, we've gone through that pain before. Right. But then the question becomes, are you willing to open back up? Are you willing to open up to the connection that you are craving, especially in these pandemic times? And some women are, and some women aren't. That's okay. Well, and you almost have to have the courage to put yourself into that potentially uncomfortable situation where burning could happen if, however, that's happened before. And that has to be repeated and repeated and repeated in order for your brain to start telling itself a different story about what the outcome is going to be. Yes. Damn mindset, girl. Let me just say the therapy, full-time therapy that goes on around here, self-care, self-love, personal, actual therapy, <laughs> Right. lessons that have not been solved, but that are in the works of continuing being learned. We'll say that is, is just, is just that I literally had my therapist say that this week was mm. just, it's the, it's the piece of we anticipate a lot of times that what has happened in the past is going to continue to keep happening because we haven't had enough experiences to prove us wrong. And it just, it happens in marriage. It happens in our friendships. It happens with our kids. It happens at work. It happens everywhere. This is not closed to any type of relationship. It is just there. And our brains are always in a state of, um, fight or flight a little bit, I think like we are human. So we want to care. We want to take care of ourselves. That's like our natural instinct is to be protecting ourselves. We don't want to get hurt. We don't want our kids to get hurt. We don't want ourselves to get hurt. And so we put this up and the only way that it can get broken down is by having those positive experiences that happen. Like what you're talking about, where you opened up the dialogue and the things that we're all scared to talk about, can just be talked about rather than talking about, oh, well, I'm scared to talk about this, but not actually talking about it. You know, (laughs) it's like a vicious cycle. Yes, exactly. Um, I just want to touch. So you you raised all these excellent points, like it goes to you for going to therapy. I I also go to therapy. So, um, so I have four stepkids now, which is a, is a special challenge. It is something, but it's, uh, we got a whole nother episode for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but my counselor had said, you know, um, when working with these kids, it's like, they, they need, they need like 50 some time. There's science, like this research that has shown that people need 50 some points, like touch points to break behavior, to break a pattern. And like, to unlearn that before they can learn something new. So it's like, it's complex and such a practice, right? Of like, mm. like opening yourself up to those connections and to all like, oh my God, it's, it's an ongoing process. Like no wonder we can't just show up and be like, here is, here is my story. Here right? is my story. Totally. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And I love, 
I feel like I just can relate so much to what you're saying about this, because that was ultimately my reason for starting this podcast was I hear in my career of event planning and just being with so many people all of the time. And as my career evolved, I was with so many women in their businesses and in their lives and whatever the event and project was that I was working on them with, you just can't help but hear snippets and pieces of their stories. And I think so many people, and I've been through this too, and I think it's a, it's a learning process, but so many people feel like the details of their story are insignificant Uh and that the little pieces, well, I haven't had, I haven't had these big moments that have happened to me. Like I'm reading about in this person's biography or this person's story, or the way this person shows up on their Instagram and are sharing all of these wow things about their story. But to be able to share those little pieces of how we get to a place to me is the good stuff. That is the piece. And it doesn't feel good when you're in it most of the time, but to be able to reflect back and share it afterwards and to actually feel like you can't know what it's doing for somebody unless you put it out there. Your story cannot help anybody if it is just rolling around in your brain, telling yourself that it's insignificant. Exactly. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. I just, I got, yes. That's what I tell my clients all the time. Exactly. I tell them all the time and it's like having the courage to share your story. Well, it can like dramatically change somebody else's life for the better because they're they're gonna know that they're not alone mm-hmm. and that is like as humans that's what we're wired we're wired for connection right so yeah yeah oh wow mm. well and so you have then shared your story about your summer road trip in a book <laughs> you put it out there yeah, i did <laughs> It's all out there. I'm going to link the book in our show notes um, for this episode. So you can click through and go grab yourself a copy of the book and have a good read. But your, your book, 47 days, a journey back home is all about this road trip and the lead up and the, all of it. Yeah. The divorce, the, the road trip, what I learned through that, the aftermath, everything like it's, there's a lot of F-bombs in there just as a heads up to your listeners. So (laughs) Yes. Yes. I had a lady on Instagram tell me that she did not appreciate my language today. <laughs> like, well, then why are you still following me? <laughs> but I actually, I heard a, I heard a, um, Rachel Hollis little like tidbit video that she shared, I think a couple weeks ago where that exact same thing happened where somebody commented and like, didn't like something or questioned her authenticity authenticity or whatever just like saying oh you're not being this and thought somehow that she had the the knowledge for her that she should tell her how she should be um and she rebuttaled it with just a video there was no comment or engagement it was just a like snippet of a video that came up addressing the person um by name (laughs) not by instagram handle but by name that was left on the comment so it was like out for public to see um and just addressed it and just put it out there and wished her well and just oh. said, I'm, I'm sorry that my demeanor isn't working for you. Yeah. I hope that you can remove me from your feed so that I don't have to bother you anymore. Yeah. yeah. And well wishes. And that's okay. That's And that's okay. 
and I'm okay. And you're going to be okay too. Yeah. Yeah. So I tend to, I like to warn people about the F-bombs. <laughs> like, well, no. I, I love that you documented this all because um, I'm, I'm, I put it out there. So I've started when I'm talking on the podcast to like put things out that I'm nervous that like whether or not they're going to happen or not, like writing a book has been on my dream list, probably since I was like in elementary school, I've like always wanted to write a book and it's going to happen. It's not, not now is not the right time, but the, the baby steps of it are happening and it's going to happen when it's ready to happen. And then I'll just know, I think. Um, But I love that you documented this all because I feel like it would be, easy for somebody to, it would be easy for yourself to look at your story and to say, what's significant about this? What is significant about the fact that I left my corporate job, moved to my small town, got divorced, decided to start a a company about goodness. These are all amazing things. I'm not saying that they're not, but it'd be easy for you to tell yourself that Absolutely. there's no like fireworks. There's no, like all the things, cause that's how I feel my story is too. But all of those little teeny tiny pieces add up. And when you are able to encapsulate them in a way where it actually can tell a story rather than people only knowing, oh, I knew you then, but I only knew these snippets about you. Oh, I, we lost touch. Now I didn't know this part. You're never getting the full picture. Mm-hmm. And I love that you took the time to take such shit circumstances, getting divorced, going through all of that, regardless of the circumstances, it doesn't matter what the circumstances is. That's a hard life moment for anybody that's been through that. And I just kudos to you for being able just to put that out there and share the hard stuff, even though it's hard. And you you know what the, the really cool thing is though, is that it was through divorce where I truly found my voice. Like really found it Mm. and so even though it was really challenging and I you know wouldn't recommend it (laughs) unless like you want to get divorced um it that's where I found my voice I actually had the courage that Saturday morning when I woke up and there was coffee and my life was seemingly perfect that was the day that I started talking to him and I said I don't think I can do this anymore and it was terrifying and I turned blotchy and my voice shook but I knew that there was, there was more pulling me forward. And so from that moment in 20, that was the fall of 2016. So the last four, four and a half years have really been this beautiful, like experiment and practice in using my voice. And I'm just really fucking pumped <laughs> to, to, to help other women do that and not to get, not, that doesn't mean getting, out of their marriages. That's not, that's not it. It's like having the courage to use your voice mm-hmm. to create to a show, life. Yes. And to show up as you are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Messy and imperfect and taking it day by day. What would you say is one piece of advice that you would leave my listeners today? If you could share one snippet there's besides the 55 amazing snippets you've already given us just one more just one more Mm. trust yourself trust yourself even if it seems 
if your idea or thoughts or heart seems like the craziest thing, mm. trust yourself. There's gold in whatever that is for you. Yeah. And we usually know, right? We know, but it's like that resistance that makes those trusting so hard. It's like, you you know, but you also know that that's not going to be easy. So then mm. you're like, is this the right thing to do? Even though you know. Yeah. You know, uh, what I've real found like so deeply in the last couple of years is that when I trust my intuition, even though it goes against all logic, mm. I trust my intuition, my life does become easier. Right. Sorry that I'm telling myself that it's going to be difficult. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Love that. Damn intuition. <laughs> oh, every time. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we have like so many topics that we need to do more episodes on. on here. But <laughs> to wrap up our conversation, I ask the same speed questions, and I always love hearing. Well, we, we've shared we've shared a lot of juicy details tonight already, so I'm not sure what else could really come out here. But, um, you ready for these questions? I, as ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what book are you currently reading? I am current. Uh... The Serving Mindset by Farnoosh Brock. And it's, it's, it's incredible. I actually thought of you because you're all about like mindset, you know, it's about, because I'm in coaching now, mm-hmm. it's about transitioning from the like selling of the coaching to like serving, to serving your people, which is why you want to be there in the first place. So it's really cool. It's letting go of ego, shifting your mindset and really dipping like in back into your heart. So Ooh, I love it. I love that. I'm so going to check that out. Yeah, it's a really good one. Uh, easy question. Are you a coffee drinker? What's your coffee order? I love coffee. And I usually go with like straight old, like vanilla latte, which is so boring and like incredibly so boring. Vanilla? Yeah. Yeah, so vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it reminds me of my, my corporate days in downtown Calgary when I would meet up with um, colleagues and we would just yes. like ditch out of work. <laughs> You want to know what I was just thinking about that this week. I, I have not been, I, I love coffee, have not been drinking coffee since January, since the beginning Whoa. of January. Yeah. We're, we are many, many days away from January and I have not had any coffee since then. Um, because I realized how badly caffeine was affecting my mental health and did not realize that before had no idea and went on a cold turkey 30 days and have never looked back yeah uh, um, you an episode episode on this yeah. i feel <laughs> like I it, it could be it could be a whole series just talking <laughs> about this um but i have only just in the last week had an occasional decaf coffee so up until now no coffee beverages of any time, not even decaf, nothing had a decaf one, but I was like holding my decaf Starbucks. And I was like, I'm having flashbacks of my early days in my event planning career where I would like always swing by Starbucks on the way to work and bring one for my coworker. And like, you know, there was this feeling to it. There was this smell, there was this feeling, there was this energy around what the day was going to bring because that was a part of the routine. Isn't that, that's crazy. Actually it's ridiculous. And I miss it like crazy. Full <laughs> <laughs> calf tomorrow. That's right. But I'm a better person without it. So we're just going to stick with it. Um, 
What would you say is the current theme song of your life? Ooh. Oh, okay. There's, I had a, a road trip playlist and one of my favorite songs on there was Woman by Diana Gordon. Oh my God. So badass. So I listen to that quite, quite often still. And then this is like really cheesy, but I'm engaged to an, a man now. And this is a whole other story, but I'm engaged to a cowboy and I listen to country music now and a few good stories by Brett Kissel. Mm, it's like, a good so one. Super random. It's a good one. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I love it. What is your favorite junk food? Ketchup chips. Oh, I love it. So Canadian of you. Yeah. <laughs> Licking your fingers, but like COVID friendly and just in my the safety of my well, home. Well, that means you just get your whole family size bag to yourself. COVID <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. Um, okay. Well, besides today and during the podcast, we were laughing our heads off. When was the last time you belly laughed and what were you laughing about? I can't exactly remember what it was, but it was with, uh, with Curtis, my fiance, you know, there hasn't been a lot of moments of like belly laughter in the last year, not going to lie, but, uh, yeah, it was like a, like a week ago, I think I maybe snorted, like we were laughing and then I snorted and then it just like escalated. It was just chaos. The kids were like, what is happening in there? I was talking (laughs) with someone this week and we were talking about how, things are funnier. Things Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be funnier are funnier. Now I've always found very random things funny. And I have some days a very interesting sense of humor of things that shouldn't be funny, be so funny that I just can't help myself, but they're actually even more funny now. Like after this whole pandemic of things that like, what else could go wrong? Nothing. It's just (laughs) all gone wrong already. Everything is funnier. Every single thing I can be in fits and hysterics. And like at a moment's notice, something so dumb will go through my head and it'll just be laughing, laughing, endless hours of laughing about things that I'm like, this literally wouldn't have even been funny a year ago. This wouldn't even have given a chuckle, but this right now is like doubling over rolling on the ground level funny. And that's scary. Record that and add that to your podcast. (laughs) It'll be on my laugh tracks for my special laugh episode. Perfect. (laughs) all right last question where are you most excited to travel when we are given some freedom again and the borders open up and we can go wherever we want uh anywhere other than St. Bruce, Saskatchewan (laughs) you're like Saskatoon yeah (laughs) I went to Saskatoon on Saturday and I was like oh this is like a special treat (laughs) we're in the big city now yeah (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm actually just so excited to just get on a plane. Like just the feeling of getting strapped in. <laughs> like, yes. I don't care where I'm going. You know, it's so true. My girls and I were popping out to get something this week. We still aren't like going to like lots of places, but are starting to open up the gates a little bit further <laughs> and going whatever when we can and being safe about it. But the it was a thrift store and you know how like people can like deliver stuff to this, like you drop items off and they had all their doors open and someone came and delivered something. So like the smell of whatever the vehicle exhaust was sort of coming into the store just a little bit because of the door being open while we were thrifting. And both my girls at the same time, I kid you not, were like, Oh, that smells like we're going on an airplane. 
They're like, what's happening in here? I'm like, it's exhaust from the massive diesel truck that's parked out front of the store. And they're like, oh, but it kind of also smells like the airport. <laughs> I know the airport has never held such appeal before. Totally. Like, can we just get back to those dirty airports? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Amanda, thank you so much for sharing so openly. I just, I love your story and I love what you are putting out there. And I will be linking Grounded Goodness and all your things in the show notes so that my listeners can find you and follow along and see what the next chapter is for your story. Thank you so much for having me. Kimberly. Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast is a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, which is supported by Conexus. This show would not be possible without you, my incredible listeners. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to Celebrating Simple Life on Apple Podcasts or download and listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen. If you really want to make my day, leave a review. These reviews, ratings, and sharing screenshots of podcast episodes that were engaging for you on your Instagram stories and tagging friends that you think should hear the episode too really helps the podcast grow. It makes me so happy that I often select reviews to read on the show. And if yours is chosen, you will receive a special gift from me. Thank you for being a part of my mission to connect stories of business and life. Cheers to celebrating simple life.